This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in the Guess Who on Rock 102. Well, goodbye, Henri. Uh, The storm is kind of over, but uh, today will be crappy and rainy. Is anybody really surprised? About crappy and rainy? No. One French guy hits the beaches and already gives up. Uh, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, he was an old, old man. Doesn't, doesn't matter whether he's an old man or a young man. The so, French, French guy, Henri, r- surrendering the moment he hits land. Rain today with the potential flooding throughout the day and a high of 78. Tomorrow, uh, if it gets a little bit warmer than they say here, we may be starting a three-day heat wave. Uh, mix of sun and clouds, chance of a stray shower or thunderstorm near 90. Wednesday and Thursday, above 90. It's uh, 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen is uh, scheduled to be here later on this morning, around 7 o'clock, talk sports with him. A couple other things going on. That's about it. And uh, damage. We can talk about storm damage. I got a, I got a chair that knocked over. That's about it. I don't, uh, I don't think I got anything. I didn't really get to look outside this morning, other than in my driveway, which had nothing. It's 536 at Baxton O'Brien, Rock 102. Gee. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50 and Pearl Jam at Rock 102. Still some rain uh, most of the day, in fact, uh, starting probably about 10 this morning. And uh, that's what we'll have to deal with for today. Tomorrow uh, will be drier. The chance of rain also a lot warmer as we uh, head up to around 90 or so for the next three days. But that's after today. Right now it's uh, 70 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nick the Rock 102. And the clue is, this person is no longer the host of Jeopardy. Uh, who is Michael Richards? Yes! I, I was going to say Alex Trebek. Uh, Mike Richards stepped down as the Jeopardy host on Friday. This comes shortly after people dug up his 2013 podcast where he made sexist, racist, anti-Semitic, and body-shaming comments. Oh, you were so close. Uh, Mike said, quote, it has become clear that moving forward as host would be too much of a distraction for our fans and not the right move for the show. He will stay on as executive producer, and the five episodes that he already taped for the new season will still air. When production starts uh, again, Jeopardy! will go back to having guest hosts until a permanent one is chosen. Isn't it weird how suddenly we have standards for quiz masters? Well, you know, uh, Jeopardy! does... Stand above many of the others. I know it, but Pat Sajak doesn't live up to those kind of standards. Of course he does. He's uh, squeaky clean. Chuck Woolery didn't. Uh, Chuck had problems. Uh, I don't believe that Bob Barker did. Monty Hall, Bill Cullen. Why can't they just have uh, that ambionic fluid girl do this? Me, I, uh, my ambionic? Yes, that's what I said. Because they're now yeah. calling for her to step down too. Who is? Top men. I haven't heard anybody calling for her to step down. Well, yeah, there is. Maybe this will give CNN legal analyst Laura Coates a chance to guest host. Last week, a 2018 interview resurfaced where Alex Trebek himself named her as a potential replacement. Well, yeah, I, I saw a story last week where they had these people that Alex had said uh, he wanted to have fill in, and they were all uh, obviously they were like, "All right, well, you know what? When he dies, we're just going to do what we want." <laughs> Yeah, we're just we're, we're just gonna do whatever the hell we yeah, want. Exactly. Let uh, 
Let him feel like he still has uh, say when he's gone, but uh, we're not going to listen to him. I'm still rooting for LeVar Burton. Well, he was uh, a little stiff uh, yeah, a in little. his uh, audition. Yes, but that's the whole point of it. The show isn't supposed to be this wacky, wild host. It's supposed to be this person that you don't really pay attention to that much, mm-hmm. other than the when they read the clues. Uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot has COVID, and he says he's, quote, very, very sick, but he's not too worried because he's vaccinated. He did have to back out of a show in Michigan, though. He said, quote, I am so sorry. I hope everyone has a good time, and I promise you I will absolutely try to get back there as soon as I can. And most people were like, thanks for not coming tonight. Nobody wanted to hear Slipknot. No. Not- uh, <laughs> I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody was that desperate. Hillary Duff picked herself up a case of the Delta variant, but it sounds like she'll be okay. She said her symptoms are, quote, bad headache, no taste or smell, sinus pressure, and brain fog. Did what? she have that anyway? I, I was going to say, she always had the brain fog to begin with. How do we know that's new? Yeah. Uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife Jacqueline both have been hospitalized with COVID. There's no word on their condition, but they're both vaccinated. Jesse is 79 and Jacqueline is 77. Did you hear they had a big concert in New York City? To uh, welcome back, you know, normal life, and uh, and it got stopped halfway through because of lightning. Not only did it get stopped halfway through, but it got stopped halfway through Barry Manilow's Oh, set. I know. That's not right. I know. That was the thing. He's singing Daybreak. Of all things. And this warning just overtakes the crowd while he's singing, yep. and, and the two uh, visuals come up on the big screens instead of... Barry Manilow's beautiful face, you see mm-hmm. a warning telling you to get the hell out of this park. You know, How he, many? You know, you should have been singing mm. because, uh, you know, the storm kind of lost yeah. a little traction. Weakened in New England. It's weak, weekend. But in the we- case weekend. of the storm, yeah. it's weakened. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. How many songs was he in? Do we know? He I, he was, they said he was like six songs into, the, into his set. Six songs? Yeah. I wouldn't even think he did six songs. There were like 14 people on the bill. Yeah, well, um, who didn't? There was a uh, Springsteen just, didn't get on. Patty Smith didn't Patty get Smith, on. Yeah, uh, there was somebody else who didn't get on either, and I can't remember. Let's see, uh, Bruce, Patty Smith, Elvis Costello, Bruce Springsteen, Paul Simon Paul never Simon. got to perform. Yeah. Jesus, that's nothing. They had to cancel the Judy Collins show at Tanglewood uh, yesterday too. Yeah, he had yeah. just finished "Can't Smile Without You," was going into daybreak, and boom, they put the announcement out. Get off! Get a get out of the park, sons of bitches. That's one hell of a uh, kick in the face. Yeah, sure you know? is. Don Everly of the Everly Brothers died Saturday at his home in Nashville. He was 84 years old. His brother Phil passed back in 2014. Their hits included, uh, of course, "Bye Bye Love," "Wake Up Little Susie," and "All I ah, Have to Do Is Dream." The yeah. other one was already because pa- Don was the older one. Yeah, the, yeah, the other one already died. I think Phil has been gone for a while. Yeah, I I uh, I saw them in concert. Uh, about 30 years ago. On purpose? They were opening for the Beach Boys. Ah. Which, yes, I saw them on purpose, yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, what, a, what a hell of a duo. Yeah. No longer are they around. I was never really uh, a big fan of the Elderly Brothers. Uh, Everly, not elderly. <laughs> oh, I think. <laughs> well, they, they were, they were the elderly. elderly yeah. yeah, at the yeah. end. Up to 2014, they were the Elderly Brothers. Uh, Carson Daly said if he was a contestant on The Voice, he'd join John Legend's team, even though he's good friends with Blake Shelton. He also said he'd audition with an 80s or 90s R&B song. Why does anyone feel like they need to ask Listen, him listen to him name drop like mm-hmm. people give a damn. Yeah, well, you know, uh, 
Blake Shelton's my friend, but I would totally be on John Legend's team. That's what I want. Who who cares? Well, Carson Daly clearly cares. Yeah. He wants everybody to think he's cool. Uh, Gene Simmons from KISS took a shot at David Lee Roth saying he's nothing like he used to be. Dave responded by posting a photo of a little kid giving the finger 18 times. He posted it 18 times or the kid gave the finger no, 18 he, times? he posted it 18 times. Yeah. yeah. Well, because that's what you do when you're a grown, immature child. Well, well, keep in mind, it was Gene Simmons that discovered Van Halen. So what? There, there's, yeah. So that's, I mean, if without Gene Simmons... Uh, there's no record contract for a Van Halen. Gene Simmons discovered Van Halen. Yeah, wasn't it? Weren't they already brothers and born? Yeah, but they weren't discovered yet mm. until Gene Simmons uh, was alerted to them, and huh. then all of a sudden, that's when their career started to take off. Uh, Tyga deleted his OnlyFans account and is launching his own site for creators to post sexually explicit videos since OnlyFans has banned that now. It's called MyStar, and it launches in October. Thank God for Tyga. I'm going to have to take all my good stuff off of MyFans.com. Was that, uh, wasn't that the Tyga King? Yes, it's Joe Exotic's yeah. younger brother. T-Y-G-A, Tyga. Oh, T-Y-G-A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. How did you not know that that was the spelling of his name? You know, that was my cousin Jeffrey's favorite animal. The Tyga? The Tyga. I bet it was. Yeah. He liked the stripes. Exactly. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Come celebrate Shabu's 50th anniversary with... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was a youngster, I would do nearly anything to achieve the sort of financial independence that would have been necessary to regularly purchase another package of highly coveted baseball cards. Sure, I suppose I... Could have pulled my weekly allowance at a high-yield mutual fund. Perhaps I could have invested in real estate. Unfortunately, I was nine years old and did not qualify for those favorable interest rates at the time. And so, I invested in Topps baseball cards. Sturdy, tradable, and festooned with all kinds of financial implications for the right collector. And while I had to chew a lot of stale wads of tasteless bubblegum over the years, I had myself a modest yet potentially valuable collection until they were all destroyed. Nevertheless, late last week, Major League Baseball announced that it was ending its 70-year-long relationship with the Topps Trading Card Company. Instead, they have chosen to do business with Fanatics, a rival sports merchandising company that is set to create a new company that will oversee the printing of baseball cards. They already have similar arrangements with the NBA and the NFL. This all comes after Topps agreed to become a publicly held company following a proposed merger with the Murdoch Capital Acquisition Corporation. Once that deal was discovered by the players' union, both the union and Major League Baseball decided to terminate that agreement, thereby setting the entire baseball card industrial complex into one of the biggest states of unrestrained panic that the world has seen in nearly a century. How is this even possible? And how do, how do I, the money-hungry consumer, rectify any potential fluctuations in value? How exactly do these latest developments affect the price of my most valuable cards on the open market? These are questions that geeks, nerds, shut-ins, freaks, and weirdos have been asking themselves all weekend long. And the problem is, no one seems to have any answers. 
Well, perhaps this week we'll all know how much that 1977 Bernie Carbo card is worth. Perhaps we'll get answers to my mint condition 1973 Sal Bando or my 1974 Dick Drago. Until then, my future financial solvency is a complete mystery. I don't like it one damn bit. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Man, you got a big mess on your hand. You need a nine-gallon Craftsman wet-dry vac. That thing really sucks. You know what? It's on sale. 50 bucks right now with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. The August sales flyer is on Rocky's website loaded with bargains like the Craftsman wet-dry vac. Available now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Journey on Rock 102. Well, Henri may have passed, but the rain hasn't ended. In fact, it's going to start up again around 10 o'clock this morning and pretty much rain all day. Uh, and then it'll finally be over and tomorrow will be warmer with a chance of a thunderstorm. So uh, the ground is clearly overly saturated. There are uh, trees down, 22 news out live this morning. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to wake up in the morning and see a news crew out on your front lawn. There's a, a tree down on Laurel Street in Longmeadow mm -hmm. that uh, looks like it landed across the driveway, may have damaged uh, two vehicles in the driveway, but the whole front of the house is completely blocked by this tree. So you wake up in the morning, and, I mean, they've been there since it was dark out. And uh, you Well, know, you, don't, you don't think that maybe the... The owner of the property called the police and said, hey, uh, there's a tree down on my car. Yeah, but they didn't call 22 and say, hey, why don't you camp out in my front yard? No, I'm, I'm sure they, they don't, but there's probably enough activity going on over there that, you know, what's... There's nothing going on. What's one more person to with a camera? It's just, it, that's just it. There's nothing going on. Nobody's even started to try to uh, remove that tree. Well, who's, who's reporting uh, today at 22? Um, uh, I... I haven't even seen who's working. It's yet, always the same girl. I just can't remember her name. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Don't they have a 22 News uh, chainsaw? That they um, can start at least trimming out the small stuff, waiting for DPW to get out there to remove the bigger stuff? Uh, well, DPW is not going to get out there. This is on private property. This is their this is their responsibility. It's not uh, encroaching any uh, nope. any any traffic. No nope. branches aren't in the way. Katrina Kincaid. That's it. Katrina Kincaid. Well, she seems like she would know her way around a saw. I don't uh, see why she can't go out there and help out. There's also um, two things. One, and they're not saying anything about whether this is related or not, but uh, there was a wrong way crash on I-91 around 6 last night that killed two people. Uh, one of the vehicles, I guess, had New York plates, the other one with Connecticut plates. They didn't say, uh, maybe they did. I, for, I forget now which vehicle. I think it was the New York vehicle that was going in the wrong direction. And again, I don't know if that was weather-related. They're not saying how long the vehicle had been on 91 before the crash. But they are showing, 22 is showing this um, tree that, I can't. I can't even imagine how this happened. Having had a, an object come through my windshield one time and really make you realize how lucky you can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. In Palmer, uh, this tree is through the windshield of a car and out the driver's front window. It's on. It's you know the kind of angle where it came in through the windshield and out through the driver's window. They said there's no injuries involved. 
They didn't say how many occupants there were in the vehicle other than the driver who clearly came very close to having this this tree. Right. But I can't figure out how it happened. The, the, the car seemed to be traveling down a road. It wasn't parked. It wasn't stopped. The tree uh, enters through the windshield, not crashes down on the roof. Right. The roof is undamaged. It just impales the window. Yeah. doesn't impale the driver. Right. So yeah. somehow this guy must have been, or this person must have been driving down the street, and that tree must have come down because the end of that tree is broken off. You can see it broken off after it exits the, the window of the car. So it must have come down just at a moment when that car couldn't stop from from impaling yeah, itself. See, something like that is the kind of thing where you say, you know what, I should probably play the lottery yeah. today because yeah. I'm never going to have this kind of luck ever again. I should do that. I should go to MGM. And uh, I should do everything that, that requires luck, because clearly I have some today, except I don't have a car to well, get there. You, you're probably got a deductible, yeah. so you don't have cash. That's why I'm saying, you know, get a, you got to scrape a dollar of coins, and maybe you can get yourself a scratch ticket and win a few bucks. So the other the other weird thing is, I'm you know, I'm watching, as I always do, the NBC and ABC Nightly News last night at 6.30. And uh, ABC has uh, their reporter, Janae Norman, now, this is a coastal storm. They say that this storm made landfall on the Connecticut-Rhode Island border. And uh, and they know, they said the track of the storm was going to take it through out to the Berkshires, and then it was going to turn east again and head up into Maine. But it, it you know, started out as a coastal storm. That's what most hurricanes are. And someone at, at ABC said to Janae Norman, Hey, why don't you go to Springfield, Massachusetts? And I'm sure she was like, "What? Why? Why?" Because <laughs> they say, you know, our, here's our Janae Norman uh, live from Springfield. She's in a she's in a vehicle. She's uh, on 91, and if you look really, really close, you can see as she's going by MGM. Uh, you can see it through the window of the car right. as she's going by, and then you see this uh, huge staging area of power uh, company trucks but they never identified where exactly it was but when i was coming in this morning i could see it it's the south side of the hall of fame uh in front of the hilton garden inn they have all of these out-of-state uh power company trucks that are obviously going to be uh sent out to help with the power failures do you, do you, do you think that somebody at the network like looked at pictures of all the major cities in uh, New England and saw there was a, some sort of body of water that runs through Springfield, and they thought, well, then it must be coastal. It, yeah, thinking, yeah, thinking yeah. that it was like uh, either the Connecticut River or Five Mile Pond. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jam's Beach has been closed for years, but uh, I wouldn't consider any of those particularly coastal. But you could see why right. someone might get confused. I'm also curious. Uh, again, Katrina Kincaid out there on uh, Laurel Street in Longmeadow. Um, she used the word in describing the tree as ginormous. And obviously that is a hybrid word of gigantic and enormous, but it really is not a word. It's a, it's a, it's a slang Uh, for enormous exactly, or gigantic. gigantic. It's one of the two. Uh, but to just, uh, just to use the phrase ginormous 
Like, oh, okay. Uh, can we make well, anything else up? She's young and and mm. uh, and uh, and does not know. By the yeah. way, I'm supposed to mention this every hour, and it is kind of uh, storm related. Uh, tomorrow, King Crimson was supposed to be playing in Northampton at the Pines Theater. Whoa, I know. In uh, the park, right? In the park. Yeah. Well, because I believe they lost a branch and there's a couple of trees and a couple of leaves on the ground. They've moved it to Symphony Hall ah. in Springfield instead. And we were giving away tickets uh, you know, last week to that show. So if you have tickets, they will be honored. But uh, Symphony Hall does have a mask requirement. So keep that in mind, except if you're eating or drinking. And, you know, yeah. the food at Symphony Hall is... Second to none. Oh, I loved uh, I loved King Biscuit. Yeah, that was uh, King great. Crimson. Huh? King Crimson. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Flower Hour. No, that's the King Biscuit Flower Hour. No, the King Crimson's a, its own band. Uh, um, what else was can't? Let's see. Well, the um, Ju- the Judy Collins show. Yep. Uh, and this is weird. Not that I give a a, a damn about Judy Collins because hey. I truly don't. But she was supposed to be playing yesterday afternoon at Tanglewood. Uh-huh. And this was supposed to be an afternoon show. Yeah. But they didn't announce the cancellation until like 1, one 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like maybe like two or three hours before the show starts. As, as if nobody in the Judy Collins camp looked outside of a window well, but and it- said maybe... Maybe we should uh, cancel or postpone. Yeah, but again, I mean, a hurricane reaching all the way to the Berkshires is kind of unusual. Yeah, I mean, I could but, see where they might have thought, <clears throat> you know, we might be able to pull this off. But when the models are showing that a good deal of Massachusetts is going to be absorbed or washed away as a result of this storm, I would think even the people <laughs> at Tanglewood would say, hey, Maybe it's not such a great idea to have Judy Collins performing outdoors in a storm. Make, making people, uh, the storm is going to be so bad, Lennox is going to become beachfront property by At, the time this is over. Very likely. Yeah. Uh, let's very see, they likely. also, although they did this on Saturday, on Saturday night they canceled um, Aquanet, uh, their show, yesterday afternoon at Sunny's. That was canceled. Thursday night. They had also canceled Aquanet at uh, at Bike Night, so I mean this is just as well as the uh, as well as the Court Square concert. Um, it's just been an awful summer. It, it really has well, been an awful <laughs> summer as far as shows go. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, in this storm, you know all these meteorologists are you know their heads are spinning because all these computer models are showing it's going to be a direct hit before the storm even gets there. Everyone's posted on social media that. You know, power could be out for the next 21 days. And obviously what happens is people panic. There were gas stations in the area that had run out of gas mm-hmm. for you know, for people getting you know, gasoline to, uh, to fill up their generators. Yeah. I heard of a story of somebody buying a couple of gallons of milk at a convenience store, dumping both, uh, <laughs> both gallons of milk in a storm drain, and then filling those gallon containers with gasoline for their, for their, uh, for their generators. Idiots. Well, I mean, you know, the costly uh, price of uh, milk yeah. these days. Is, Which you know, is probably is a gallon of milk more than a gallon of gas? It's a lot more. It's yeah. Only, yeah, depending on where you go, it can be as much as almost five bucks a gallon. Well, maybe they were lactose intolerant, well, they but not gas intolerant. They won't stand for it. Yeah. But you know, you can only you know, you can only fill. You're not even supposed to be filling those things with gasoline. Not really. They got to no. be approved containers. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. people were, 
you know, they were going to the, the grocery stores. They were buying the toilet paper, Costco's, BJ's, gas stations, convenience stores. They were all, it's, it's as if everybody was expecting yeah. this to be a Class 4 kill storm when, in fact, I believe uh, the radar was just a picture of a tie-dye shirt. Yeah, and before it even reached uh, land, it was already knocked down to a tropical storm. Um, so it, it was uh, surprisingly not as windy as I expected it to be because I had had um, I had had a ladder out up on uh, against my sunroom because uh, me and a friend had to go up there on Friday because I had, I had a leaky skylight, and then uh, we found bees a bees nest in the in the house. Uh, so I put a ladder up there so I could go up there and spray it at night on, mm-hmm. on Friday. It turns out I wasn't home Friday night, so I didn't get to do that. I went up there on Saturday, sprayed it, but, uh, it was still very much alive yesterday morning. But I was like, okay, I really should take that ladder down cause we're about to have a hurricane. And, uh, I took down the ladder but I left the two bo- bottles of uh, bee spray on the roof, and they never even got blown off. No. So no. It, it really was not. Uh, you could have put a battery on uh, you know, Robert Conrad's shoulder. It would have been yeah, blown off. Yeah, if he were alive. If he were alive uh, and the battery was still <laughs> were still good. But uh, Well, the battery probably still is good, but uh, he is not. It's 623 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Scott Cohn will be joining us after 7 o'clock. And then later on this morning, we get tickets to see The Dead and Company. They're going to be at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford on September 5th. We'll have uh, all the details about that a little bit later on. How about some hurricane jokes? Okay. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious springfield's classic rock it's gonna be a bunch of them so uh knock knock who's there august august who a gust of wind over 74 miles an hour could start the hurricane (laughs) (laughs) hey meteorologists reconfigured the five categories of hurricane yeah number five will blow you away (laughs) (laughs) what did the hurricane say to the coast i don't know i have my eye on you (laughs) what happens to a sailboat in a category five Hurricane. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Mass destruction. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, what do you call a weak hurricane? I don't know. A hurricane. Oh, that's, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. That's, that's all? more than enough. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. John 631 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Ah, please, God, help me. Ah. What is that? That was the sounds of destruction from Hurricane Henri that uh, ravaged the region yesterday and left uh, six branches down throughout the area. Couldn't, oh, couldn't there you, was more. Couldn't you tell by the panic in his voice? Yeah, I wasn't sure. And the sun is out right now. I'm looking at the 22's live shot. The sun, uh, the sun is shining, but. By ten o'clock, it could be rain. It should be raining again. Yeah, the only sunshiny thing on that television screen right now is Kelly Reardon. Yeah, well, plus and, the really bright and, stuff behind her. And there ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That's the. I truth. know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> 
While other parts of New England are dealing with the aftermath of Henri, most of western Massachusetts will only need to dry out from some of the rain. There were some areas of the region that experienced some isolated damage. It'll be uh, likely before the uh, it'll, it'll likely be days before the people who live at a home on Laurel Street in Longmeadow fully recover from the damage left behind by <laughs> Tropical Storm Henri. Yeah, is that that's twenty two, right? It is. Yeah, a towering tree came crashing down across their driveway. Pieces of the tree had to be picked up off the roadway. Uh, it, it's. I don't know that they need to necessarily. I don't know what they mean exactly by it will be days for the family to recover. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to get out the back door and maybe even get an Uber for work. Yeah, but you know that. But it may be a, a few days before their Lexus can be taken to the garage. Yeah. It yeah. may be a few days before the gold-plated uh, you know, driveway is fixed. Yeah, well, no, this is looked like a pickup truck, and I'm not sure what the other car was. And two vehicles in front of a two-car garage, obviously unable to put the vehicles in the garage so that this wouldn't have happened, but. Ooh, Who am I? Look at you. Well, I'm just, uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm just one of these people. I when I when I moved into Chicopee because you know the house we had in 16 acres didn't have a garage. And when when I moved into Chicopee, I said I will not be one of those people who cannot put their car in the garage. And I never was from from the day we moved into that house. Hmm. We, we both. Uh, we're able to put our cars in the garage. Well, aren't you on the uh, on your high horse with the garage? No, not really. It's that's what the garage is built for. No, the garage is meant to hold all the stuff you don't want to put in your house. Uh, not really. I can't put my car in my garage. I can't. Listen, we have a one car garage and it's full of stuff, and it's going to stay that way because we want easy access to our cars outside. It's not even that. It's too short. I can't fit a truck in there. There you go. Oh, it's not deep enough? It's not, uh, yeah, well, uh, deep or tall. I don't know. How we, how would you put it? Well, the in other words, the, the length of the garage or is it the width of the garage? It would be the height of the garage. Oh, okay. So you can't uh, you can't drive a truck in there. Uh, that sucks. It does suck because I yeah. want to be able to put my car in a garage, but yeah. you can't do that. Why don't you get one of them fancy carports they uh, see people putting up? I don't want to do that. That that looks uh, that looks trashy. It does look a little trashy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, de- but it depends on what kind of home you have. Yeah, if you have a trashy home, then it just fit blends right in. Again, you and your high horse. I know lots of people with beautiful carports. Uh, I well, I'm envisioning the uh, the um, temporary, not temporary, but you know the the it's made out of f- fabric. And uh, yes, and galvanized steel—that's the good stuff. Yeah, I don't—I don't know about that. Yeah, you want the one with the metal roof. Yeah, yeah. I've but like I said, I've had the car between the car and the bike. I've—I've uh, I've always been able to use the garage. Well, that's man, what it's look there at for. you. Well, again, that's that's what it's there for. I pee. I like to pee in the bathroom. I like to cook in the kitchen. I like to sleep in the bedroom, and I like to put the car in the garage. But yet. You won't buy a bed frame or a box or a box. Please frame. doesn't doesn't have uh, anything to do with this. <laughs> it does, well, no, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, you know, here you are being critical, but you're not willing to go 100 percent in your own life. Hey, look, I, I sleep in the bedroom. That's, That's all I said. It doesn't matter what I sleep on. I can sleep on a bed of nails. Hey, if you're Italian in the kitchen, what are you in the bathroom? 
European. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not Italian in the kitchen. Oh, I'm just. I'm just saying. It was a joke. Yeah. That's all it was. A tree smashed through a car windshield in Palmer Sunday afternoon as Tropical Storm Henri made its way into Western Massachusetts. According to the Palmer Fire Department, this happened at the intersection of Buckland and Longview Streets. The photo shows the tree trunk going straight through the windshield. It's, it, is. it is really wild. Yeah. I can't figure out how this happened. Well, the water uh, saturated the roots of the tree. And the tree fell over, and boom, the car was sitting there. How Are you, you sure? How would you not know how that would That's happen? That's how that happens? That's how that happens. Oh, son of a bitch. Firefighters had to use special equipment to get the driver out of the vehicle. No injuries were reported, though. Yeah, very lucky because, uh, again, this the, the tree didn't necessarily come down on the car because the roof was not damaged. The tree impaled the windshield and came out the driver's window. It was crazy. Yeah, it really was, and, and good to hear that the, uh, the occupant was not injured. Well, a more unfortunate story. Two people are dead following a crash on 991 southbound in Holyoke that happened just before 6 p.m. yesterday. According to the Mass State Police, the crash involved two cars and was caused by a wrong-way driver. The driver of a Subaru registered in New York was heading north on I-91 southbound in the I-91 southbound lane when it crashed into a vehicle registered in Connecticut with two occupants. Both drivers were pronounced dead at the scene. The passenger in the vehicle registered to Connecticut is in critical condition. Crews used hydraulic tools to extract one passenger who was taken to the emergency room with serious injuries. A section of the highway was closed between the soldier's home and the Mass Pike exit. Uh, in a tweet, the Mass Department of Transportation stated the crash happened at I-91 southbound at mile marker 13.6 and all southbound traffic was being detoured at exit 14. It's again with a wrong-way driver. Yeah. Uh, They're not saying whether it was storm-related, you know, whether the New York driver maybe mm-hmm. got confused... Or how long they had been on the highway for, you know, where they got yeah. on. Um, it, so here's something I was thinking about on the way in this morning for some reason. At 61 years old, you would think I would already have the answer to this. Um, so the, the the signs and the markings on the roadway for uh, I-91 and uh, 291, 391, uh, I-95, they're all, you know, those blue signs with the red banner across the top. Route 20 signs uh, on the road and on the signs are are white. First of all, what is the I in I-291 and I-391 stand for? Interstate. Right. Except they are not. They are intrastate highways. Mm -hmm. They don't go to other states. That's what interstate is supposed to mean. That's why... 91 and 95 are interstates. 291 and 391 are intrastate highways. Okay. But but that's not what it says on the sign. It says interstate. It's part of the interstate highway system. Well, that's not what it says at all. Oh. Well, that's why there's interstate highways in Hawaii. You can't, uh, it's part of the interstate system. There's interstate highways in Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. It's because it's That's funded wild. because it's funded by the federal government, which is it's part of the interstate system. That's why they call it that. That's freaky, man. Interstate yes. highways on uh, Hawaii. What about Puerto Rico? Um, what about Puerto? Rico? They, they have interstates too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never huh. been to Puerto Rico. I know it's a U.S. territory, but I'm not sure. You've been to Hawaii. 
I uh, no, but my uh, my sister lived there for a while, and uh, my parents went there to visit her and huh. left me at home and didn't take me to Hawaii. They didn't I was a take you. About they didn't take you with them. No, no, they didn't. I was uh, I was like thirteen years old when was that, that happened. The, was that the town of uh, Wanaliki Dicky? No, that's where you stayed for several <laughs> days. Oh, zing! <laughs> I wow. stayed in Wanna Punch a Facey. That's what I want. <laughs> that's hey, that's, that's, that's a bad. That's yeah. a bad place. There you go. Uh, four people were arrested after police heard gunshots in the area of Maple and Essex Streets early Saturday morning in Holyoke, according to Police Captain uh, Mar- Moriarty. At around 3 a.m., Officer Spafford was patrolling in the area of Maple and Essex Street when he heard gunshots. None of these cops in Holyoke have first names. <laughs> well, apparently, they don't. <laughs> As Officer Spafford. Uh, Tolda, Captain Moriarty. Uh, actually, Officer Spafford approached Holyoke Public Library. He saw several people in the park. The group began to scream, and several ran to a dark-colored vehicle and took off without the headlights on. Spafford uh, pursued the vehicle and requested backup. After a lengthy pursuit through Holyoke, Chicopee, and back into Holyoke, the Chicopee Police and Mass State Police assisted. The vehicle was pulled over on High Street near the intersection of Jackson Street in Holyoke. Uh, four people in the vehicle were arrested, and a Smith & Wesson 45 caliber was seized. seized. The uh, following people were arrested, Danielle Gibo, Benjamin Rivera, Nicholas Flores, and Angel Ramirez. Um, there, was, uh, there was another drive—they didn't say this in this story, but mm. the other story said this was related to the drive-by shooting that happened again mm. on Homestead mm. Avenue. Same house. Was it the same house? I believe it was the that's, same that's house. That's what I was same. trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Because you don't really see too many drive-bys in the area of Homestead Avenue. No, you don't. But, uh, yeah, I believe they said that there were there have now been uh, two or three uh, drive-bys of this house. But also, did they, uh, you know, like you said, they crossed the bridge into Chickamauga and then back into Hoyoke again. Was it the same bridge? I don't know. Or did they go, like, uh, you know, across the, uh, they went across the, uh, Willamancet Bridge, and then back over across I-91. The straight? The 391. They went over the Strait of Chicopee? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> they could have. Mm-hmm. Like the like the Straits of Magellan kind of thing? Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the mugshot of this chick that they arrested? No. She's 34 years old. She looks like she's 80. Well, there might be some... Uh, Where is this? Substance abuse. It's on 22 News. They have the, uh, the four mugshots of the uh, lovely individuals arrested. And this chick. Well, you know, I don't know if we should be judging a book by its cover, Steve. I mean, they're having a tough, tough day. Well, I'm uh, I'm very judgy. I will judge. Uh, that's how I read all my books. So I don't read any book mm. uh, yeah. unless I judge it unless by the cover. Unless I look at the cover. Yeah. Yeah. If the cover looks good. It's got Let's say it's, uh, it's got a silhouette of a naked chick on it. I'm definitely reading that one. Sure unless it's this chick. Uh, you don't know that if it's a silhouette. If it's a silhouette, Yes. But if it's not, no. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not seeing the picture. But, uh, I'm not either. Well, when you take when, your word you, for it. Yeah, when you get a when you get a chance, take a look at it. A 35 year old man near San Francisco named Moises 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 sure. Moises. That's a name. Well, yeah. Remember Moises. Uh, the ball player Moises Alou? I thought it was Moses Alou. No, no. I thought that the I was just a misspelling. Oh, no, no, no. it's not. Very important. Anyway, yeah, yeah. this guy named Moises Robles was drinking and doing uh, meth earlier this month, and he thought a man with a gun was chasing him. No one knows if there really was with a, a guy with a gun chasing him, but Moises thought he was running for his life, so he scaled a fence, then another fence, 
climbed up to the second floor patio of a building and made his way into the lobby where he thought he'd be safe. But what he somehow didn't realize was he'd just broken into the county jail. Oh, oh boy. Nuts. What a mistake. A guard saw him sitting in the lobby and thought he was an inmate that got out of his cell, but they realized Moises was in street clothes, and then they arrested him. He had a bunch of other people's credit cards on him, so they charged him with trespassing and identity theft. His trial starts in November. Doesn't the breaking and entering handbook specifically state make sure you know what you're breaking into? No, actually it doesn't. Lots of people have no idea what they're breaking See, into. See, I would think that would be among the first mm. chapters in the book. Well, it depends on which side you uh, approach the building from. I mean, if he, came, if he came from behind the building and up onto the roof, he didn't even realize he's going into the county jail. Yeah, but the county jail is typically where you stay. It's not typically where you take stuff out and go, unless you're being released. Well, maybe he thought he'd be safe. Well, he's clearly not safe, is he? Or he was just trying to make it easier for the cops. Well, if you think somebody with a gun is trying to chase you, the best place to be would be in the hands of law enforcement. Yes, but I would would think freedom would be your primary objective, like getting away from authorities. No, getting, getting to safety, Steve, you're right, but you would generally run in the front door and say, there's a guy with a gun chasing me, not coming in through the roof and then sitting in the lobby. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-mm. Hey, uh, a lot of bars and restaurants are making people show their vaccine cards to get in right now. So there are also dig- digital versions of your for your phone that you can have a QR code that they scan. Or you can do this. A 22-year-old yeah. in Italy is going viral after he got a QR code tattooed on his upper arm that links to his vaccine status. He tested it out at a McDonald's that requires proof, and it worked. Yeah, I was I was reading that this morning on uh, Drudge Report. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. Is it though? Yeah. Because what if the tattoo artist screws up the QR code somehow? Well, then maybe you'll get a discount at a Friendlies or something. <laughs> hey, this QR code doesn't work at McDonald's. Well, you can go to Friendlies; they'll take you over there. I'll probably get the virus faster. Yeah, right. <laughs> you'll get the virus. Be on a ventilator for six months and recover, and then your fisherman yeah. jig will be up at the window. I'll have to wait less time to get a booster shot. Meanwhile, did, did you see where these idiots uh, on Fox are uh, promoting a uh, cow dewormer uh, as a as a cure for COVID? Uh, the idiots being uh, Hannity, Carlson, and Ingram. Uh, all these morons have uh, suggested this, and people are actually doing it in some cases. And and I love the quote by somebody from the CDC, although it's not accurate because it's it's exactly what I do. It says you wouldn't go to a feed store for chemotherapy. You yeah, no, I do. I I do. I get it from a I get it from a feed store. <laughs> yeah, your your chemo. For a quarter, it fills your whole fistful of like little uh, chemo nuggets. Yeah, exactly. Like you would do at yeah. a petting zoo. But but uh, yeah, these uh, these fox morons are telling people, yeah, go and uh, go and get this uh, ivermectin at uh, at your livestock supply center, and uh, you'll you'll beat COVID. And the CDC was like, uh, y'all just knock it off. Yeah, isn't that what they said? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand how these people continue to broadcast. You are not a cow. Yeah. You are not a horse. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Well, did you see? <laughs> they had the coverage of of uh, Trump doing some rally yesterday yeah. where he's telling people to get vaccinated yeah. and he's getting booed. It, it was like it was like he said, "I'm taking all your guns away." Yeah. Because yeah. they were like, "What? <laughs> yeah, they're booing. Did you just suggest we get 
vaccine? What the hell's wrong with you, boy? Yep. Boy, when I get home, I'm going to punch your uh, mama right in the mouth. I cannot did. believe that you came from my loins. <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, periods of rain throughout the day with a high of 70. Uh, nearly empty for a uh, well, very good length. I think I, I think there's a number of issues at, at play here. Probably all of those things happen. But it was also falling on the day before a storm. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were probably more focused on preparing for the storm than they were about you know going downtown for their pancakes. Yeah, but what better way to ride out a hurricane than a belly full of pancakes the day before? I can think of a lot of different things I'd rather be doing uh, to prepare for the storm than just eating pancakes. I, I mean, this you got to batten down the hatches. You got to take stuff out of the yard. You got to do this thing, that yeah, thing. All day to batten. You don't well, got to batten while they're trying to batter. When you've got you know meteorologists and uh, public utilities saying, "Hey, listen, there's a chance we may all endure a 21 day blackout because of this storm." Guess what? I'm not thinking about all of a sudden. Mm. It's pancakes. I'm thinking about maybe. Uh, do I have enough food in my house yeah. to well, survive a, a Class 4 kill storm didn't, like this uh, thing? Didn't stop Annie Cody or Sandra May from heading down to the pancake breakfast with their signs that say, Fire Fauci, the virus is fear, and no vax passports. Ugh. Yeah. I, uh, and they're smiling. They're smiling in this uh, picture. I don't see anybody uh, I, hassling I them. See, I don't feel comfortable politicizing the pancake breakfast. No, of and, course and, not. and I don't care what it's about. And you know, I, I really, I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, if you're if you're gonna go and participate in the pancake breakfast, go eat your pancakes. Maybe get a second plate if you're still hungry, and let that be your day. Don't yeah. bring your protest signs and shout your slogans while people are trying to enjoy a nice plate of pancakes. Nope, nope. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if these were the only two. Uh, but they were the only ones whose pictures were taken. Yeah. And, uh, Annie Cody and Sandra May walking down the road with their anti-vax signs. There were other people there. I mean, I don't, I don't know if uh, anyone was convinced otherwise. Like, you know, you know, oh, gee, I, now I regret being vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why do you, here's Annie calling Sandra. Hey, you want to go down to the pancake breakfast tomorrow morning with our signs? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. lawn, because these are lawn signs they're carrying. Oh, I see. Yeah. They, they didn't, yeah. like, uh, go to Staples and get no. to a bunch of oak tag. No, no. These are, uh, they. in fact, one of the girls is holding, you know, the, the, the pieces of metal that would put it in the lawn. Yeah. 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 Well, I bet that was worth the effort. Well, I hope uh, I hope someone at the pancake breakfast had words with them. If I were Judy, I would have said, "You get off my pancake yeah. breakfast! Get the hell out of here with your viruses, fear yeah. sign! Why don't, you, why don't you go somewhere where people care about your political ideas? Yeah, yeah, well, go to go to Holyoke or Northampton or something, but get out of Springfield. Get out of Springfield. We got pancakes to cook. It's six fifty-eight with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. The Bax and O'Brien. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the New England Patriots be concluding their preseason schedule this coming Sunday against the New York Giants in MetLife Stadium. Now, 
I know there are a few of you New York Giants fans out there, and I know you're hopeful that you'll be walking out of there next Sunday and not be humiliated by the Patriots. But, of course, there are no guarantees in life, meaning that if hope is all you got, then all that hope is being placed in an otherwise meaningless preseason exhibition game. And what exactly does that say about you and your mediocre football team? Yes, the Giants finished the season uh, last year with a 6-10 and record, but the Patriots didn't finish that much better with a rather unimpressive 7-9 and uh, record. This year, however, the Patriots have seemed to turn the corner and appear to be on their way to another thrilling season. How are you Giants fans holding up? Not to place a lot of importance on football games that don't really matter, but I do believe the Giants have been unable to find a way to win uh, during this offseason, whereas the Patriots are coming off a 35 to nothing win on the road against Joe Flaccid and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that was an exciting yet meaningless matchup. And yet there's optimism in New England because even when nothing really matters, they're playing as if it does. The Giants, well, maybe things will turn around when they're forced to cut their roster to 53 players by next week. Now, I know that some of you Giants fans are taking a wait-and-see attitude this season, and the truth is I am too. I'm going to wait and see how long it takes for the Giants to miss the playoffs for the fifth year in a row, which I should point out is something they haven't done since 1981 when they broke the chain of 17 years without a postseason appearance. Now, you might say, oh, yeah? Well, what about your Green Bay Packers? To which I would say, we're not here to talk about me right now. We're talking about you and your Giants, and no offense, right now, I'd rather not be you. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Luke of the Agawam Rockies not only knows paint, he knows paint diplomacy. Luke has helped many families come to an agreement on paint colors, an important step in choosing and finishing any painting project. Good people, rock solid service like Luke at the Agawam Rockies from Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. So they just showed on Good Morning America or Today Show, whichever. Uh, this storm has stalled right over us. And uh, it's moving at one mile an hour and expected another one to three inches of rain today. And then it'll move off the east coast of Massachusetts tomorrow morning. So it ain't over yet not over yet and scott cohen is over the is over the phone right now because of the devastation of what's going on in north what the hell yes what's with the phone two weeks in a row well i well you know look i you know you guys just come into the studio and do your show and that's how you make your money i actually have to be like a hunter gatherer and go out and get it and a client that i've been chasing forever Said, uh, yeah, sure, I can meet you at eight thirty uh, this morning. Uh-huh. So I've got to get my, I got to get my dirty ass cleaned up in the shower, and I got to go see the client. So that's, that's in an hour. Well, listen, in fifteen minutes, it's all right. If, well, uh, <laughs> if you, you got to do what you got to do, and quite frankly, this is a germ-filled environment anyway. So yeah, which is why I'm yeah, here. Yeah, which is why you're. And so listen, you know, the the the, the sun's out. The sun is out right now. Yeah, it'll be it's raining by here. 10 o'clock. All right. It's going to be fine. Yep. It's, it's a nice I'm, little reprieve right now. <laughs> they were showing a beautiful shot of last night's moon, but uh, by 10 o'clock, it's going to roll back around again. Has there been has there been any flooding issues um, in the area yet? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you turned on the TV? Well, like where? Uh, uh, outside. Out, yeah. <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah, yes. in the backyard, in the front yard, on the side yard. Certain neighborhoods have gotten uh, quite moist. All right. Well, I don't, you know, I haven't been, I, you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, rain, on, no pun intended, but rain on the weather guys parade. But I stayed, I was inside all day yesterday, just kind of looking out the window. And I mean, it, you know, it was, it was messy, but it was, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You I'm know, still waiting for the, for the devastation. Back in, in, uh, in your day when you were uh, all about the TV newscast and stuff on days like yeah. today, you know, would would Tom Bavakwa's like head spin like he was uh, like in The Exorcist? I mean, we we just get like so, he's a pretty excitable guy to begin with when he yeah. was working. Uh, yeah. you, was he even controllable back then, or did he just walk around all day with this chubby that everyone could see? <laughs> well, let's see. You you guys have kind of posed two questions here. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's like when when the when the the, the poop hits the fan weather-wise, it's like, you know, it's election night for them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're running all over the place. I remember when Tom actually lived in Greenfield, and uh, when there would be, you know, especially during, like, snowstorms, he would actually uh, stay with me at my house in Springfield, which just was, and, I mean, that's a whole other story altogether. That was yeah. a lot with issues <laughs> to begin with. I think we won't even hear but that yeah. one. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to tell you the gruesome details yeah. of that, but no, it was, it was election night, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, that's they they get into high gear just like everybody else. Well, as far as damage goes, and I, I did this story in sports a few minutes ago, but now I'm realizing it doesn't say where, where is the, uh, Northern trust golf tournament? It's basically right in, um, in, um, uh, New York Harbor. Oh, okay. Well, they're talking about a Tuesday finish. For that because they don't know how much golf will be played today and no fans will be allowed because they got six inches of rain so all of the walking routes are impassable and i would imagine all the uh all the water hazards have now doubled well yeah that's i mean so yeah you're right john the the fun, of course you know it's sunday the final round was supposed to be yesterday and then they they postponed it until today, and and because of what you just said earlier, now they've got to figure out what's going on um, in New York today. And they've, you know, not only, you know, with a golf course, you know, it's not the fact that it's not raining anymore, which they may still get some rain, but then they've got to go and clean the place up. You know, the sand gets filled with water. Uh, the course, you know, the course can't be unplayable. The holes so, are filled trying- with water. The holes are filled. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, you know, anybody who, you know, plays golf knows what a lot of water can do to a golf course. So I guess they're going to try today and, like you say, probably more likely tomorrow. And I I don't know what the weather is going to be in Boston today, but the Sox were obviously rained out yesterday, and they're supposed to try and play this afternoon at 1. But I, I guess that'll be weather permitting as well. well that, that season's already washed up, so. <laughs> I, don't, that, that season, I don't even know. That, that season after. Uh, Man, oh, they just look so bad on it, Saturday. It's, it's, you know what? It's terrible. And if, if they don't make the playoffs, and I think at this point, since it's almost September 1st, uh, and that's unlikely to happen, I think there need to be some big changes in that front office because something seriously happened where these players just stopped gelling. And I don't know what, what it is or, or what we're talking about or you know what even needs to change, but this is a team that was – riding high for an awful long period of time and has yep. just 
imploded upon itself. Yeah, I think in some ways, Bex, you know, we've, we've obviously been talking about it all season. Remember, they got off to that terrible start, and, you know, you, you literally, on opening day, could not tell, um, with the exception of a few guys, and, you know, and, and we know who they are. But you really could not tell the players without a scorecard. Uh, they were not super busy in, um, in the offseason signing, uh, spending a lot of money on, on free agents. Um, you know, they traded away some, uh, some, you know, very recognizable players who, you know, we know who they are. And for some reason, you know, after the really crappy start, it started to work. And I think what's happening now is, is that, you know, it's kind of run its course and, uh, you know, the Hunter Renfro's and, uh, you know, uh, and people like that are, they've just kind of, you know, Bobby, you know, they, they've ran out of gas and, and the pitching has been awful, and you know, I think um, I think the team we're seeing now is kind of the team that they paid for or didn't pay for at the beginning of the year. But it's not over yet; they've still got some opportunity, but it's not looking good. Well, even with uh, you know Chris Sale back, I mean, he's he's pitched yep. well, uh, you know, so far. But you know, both both times, both times. But even with a guy like Chris Sale, he's only going to pitch once every five days, and that's just yep. not enough to erase now a uh, a seven game back deficit. I mean, I don't I don't know. It would it would take to me, it would take a miracle for the Red Sox to even be considered in a in a wild card position. They're seven games out and it's just getting worse. So all they need is eight is wins. Getting... <laughs> yeah, they need yeah, they need to yeah. win eight times and the people in front of them need to lose eight times and that's not going to happen. No. I think I think in a lot of ways guys Saturday's game was kind of a microcosm of everything. You know, you talked about Chris Sale coming back. Their their ace, quote unquote, is Eduardo Rodriguez, the left hander. And you know, he came in, Sale pitched great on Friday. Everything was and and as bad as they've been playing, everything was poised for Saturday. And Texas, by the way, sucks. So let's just let's just put that on the table. Everything on Saturday was poised for a big win and all of a sudden building some momentum. You've got your best uh, left-handed pitcher, you know, uh, Chris Sale, notwithstanding, going, and he he just got Rodriguez got lit up. They made five errors. Uh, Texas, who's terrible, you know, bangs out 17 hits, and they've and the Red Sox never looked worse uh, all season long than they did on Saturday when they really need to start winning games. So. It's um, it, it it time looks like it's running out on those guys. Let's uh, let's switch over to football here for a minute. The uh, the Patriots uh, handled the Eagles uh, very easily the other night uh, in Philadelphia, thirty five to nothing. They have their final exhibition game on uh, on Sunday night, six o'clock against the Giants. Six o'clock. Yeah, six o'clock. And you know, it just you know, as as I'm looking at this team, and I'm and and there's a lot of reason to opt for optimism at this point. Yep. Um, and and you know, both Cam Newton and Mac Jones played well uh, the, the other night against uh, the Eagles. You can kind of see where, all right, if anything happens to Cam Newton, because yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming Cam Newton's going to get the start for the season. If anything happens to him, even at his young age. Mac Jones seems enormously poised for a kid that young. I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just looking at it from a from a, from preseason. But he, it just feels like what they got in this kid might be something pretty special. 
Yeah, and he's um, you know, there's there's a lot of reason to watch the NFL this season because of all the really, you know, great young quarterbacks that um are rookies this year coming out of college. But yeah, Jones, he j- you can just tell I think by um and look, there's, you know, there's a long way between here and there. But when you when you and and Philadelphia did not start any of their starters on um on Thursday night. So, you know, it it's not like they're playing against the A team. But he he looked really you, you can just get a feel watching him in the pocket that he knows what he's doing. And, and he played great. And, you know, I know people in New England love to, you know, crap all over uh, Cam Newton, which I, you know, I just think is unfortunate because um, he's a really good quarterback, too. They've both played well. And I don't think the, the Patriots, obviously, their quarterback position is not an issue. I think um, I think you're going to see Cam Newton in there until a he gets hurt, or that you know Belichick kind of feels like it, it's it's Mac Jones's turn. But they're they're playing from a position of strength where they don't have to throw Jones to the wolves right away. Uh, Cam Newton looks like he's he's playing pretty well right now, and the longer he can do that, and the longer he stays on the field the better it's going to be for Jones. I was uh, I was reading earlier this morning, even though this happened last Thursday, uh, that Antonio Brown was thrown out of practice uh, last <laughs> Thursday, uh, ripping the helmet off of uh, off a player on the other. When do when do NFL teams practice against other teams? Yeah, that's one that they've they've actually started doing that a lot um, these last uh, handful of years. John, the um, you know the Patriots and Eagles played on Thursday. Uh, the um, the Pats were in Philadelphia in the beginning of the week, and they practiced they they practiced all week long um, hmm. against Philadelphia. So um, wow. you know it gives that it it gives that simulated game thing not only in the preseason but also the week leading up. Teams to practicing against each other. Six o'clock starts. What the hell's going on what here? What is going on here? <laughs> in, in their their joint practice between Tampa Bay and and the Titans, there were five different fights during that practice. Yeah. Wow. And quite frankly, I guess that's kind of what you know that's that's kind of what they want. Um, you know they they want to they want the competitive juices flowing as as early as possible and you know those guys they're those guys are getting after each other but listen Antonio Brown getting thrown out of practice for tearing someone's helmet off that's like the least surprising headline of the day <laughs> he's done he's done much worse that's for sure yes he has all right, all right. Scott we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week from right, the studio. I, I promise I'll be there. And, and hey, uh, one quick note. Trevor Lawrence, you know, we were talking about rookie quarterbacks. He's on national TV tonight. Jacksonville's playing New Orleans, so we'll get a chance to see him. So that'll be that'll be worth watching. Very good. Scott Cohen, we'll talk to you next week. It's 725 on Rock 102. 727 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You know, if you ever missed any part of the Bax and O'Brien show, check out the Daily Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find it on BaxandO'Brien.com. And uh, also back to these musical podcasts, my guest this week, uh, drummer Hugo Burnham from the gang from the uh, the Gang of Four. Uh, they got a brand new box set out from their first two albums back in 79, 1980. He's also a professor at Endicott College here in Massachusetts. Actually, a very interesting guy, and you're able to hear that uh, today on all them uh, podcasts and platforms. That's where my niece went to school. Endicott, yeah. yeah. He's, um, uh, he's in charge of uh, one of the internship programs over uh, there. Very cool guy. So, you know, the cannonball run is real, right? 
It is. Uh, it's, yes, uh, uh, with the with the with right, Burt Reynolds exactly. and Sally Field. Wrong. Uh, it's an actual thing that people do, and there has been a record set back in 2013 when uh, a, a guy in a Mercedes did it in 27 hours and 25 minutes. Uh, that record has now been broken. Uh, another man has now done it, and and I can't imagine he's going to get away with this, but nevertheless, in a rented Mustang crammed full of fuel tanks, he said, I saw him on TV last night, he said, basically, I was driving a bomb at an average of 140 miles an hour, and he made it from New York City to Redondo Beach, California, in 25 hours and 55 minutes. Wow. He says he said he was averaging 140. This says an average of 108. But it's it's just <laughs> you load up the uh the entire trunk. He's got they must be 5-gallon containers, not milk jugs. Uh 5-gallon containers in a box and the box fits in the trunk and uh you know, he stops <clears throat> pours the gasoline into the car and just keeps going. Wow. That's uh that's that's hauling ass is what yeah. that is. I mean I, yeah. I've I've done the drive, you know, to the Midwest, uh, the Great Lakes region, and that takes 17 18 hours. That's a, that's the to my house in Florida. Yeah. It's it's 18 hours, but I have not done it once yet straight through. Oh, I've done it straight through, yeah. but I've never, I've never reached you know, speeds. Of, what do you say, 120? 100. Well, he said 140. They're saying 108. Either way, yeah, over 100 miles an hour. Well, that's you know that's against the law. I yeah. mean, I, I've uh, probably never gone more than like 80. Yeah, and, that, and that's on those areas where the speed limit is 75. And you also probably didn't have a trunk full of fuel. No, I had a trunk full of luggage, yeah. uh, extra towels, and I believe a pack and play. Oh my God! They're so they're showing the inside. Uh, well, no, this can't be the rented. This isn't the rented Mustang, but uh, they're showing another vehicle that did it, and and put together some kind of a system so that all these containers of gasoline had a direct line to the tank, and uh, never had to stop and pull over. So all you had to do is switch, and the next yeah. uh, the next gallon would fill up the tank. Yep. The next five gallons. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, it is the Mustang. That's some real science right there. It is the Mustang. He's not going to get his deposit back. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. 734 with Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement all month long. Receive 40% off installation windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Ah, we're all going to die. Fire, brimstone, everywhere. Again? Again. Uh, Tropical storm. But you know, but the, but the way he does it, though, it almost makes you feel like you're in sort of some sort of panic uh, situation. Not really. Well, we don't have the ability to play, uh, you know, news audio. No, <laughs> So of I have not. to make my own. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying it's very realistic. Yeah, I mean, I, you almost feel like you're there. Well, thank you. I've, I, I've uh, pride myself in making things the virtual reality that it yeah. is. You know? Yeah. Good mm. work, Steve. Tropical storm Henri made landfall yesterday afternoon over westerly Rhode Island and weakened as it slowly spun across southern New England. Peak wind gusts ranged from 60 to 70 miles an hour as the storm made landfall. Top winds in western Mass ranged from 35 to 45 miles an hour with not too much flooding, so we lucked out. But we are not out of the woods yet. I was watching that video yesterday and uh, imagining myself on that ferry to to, to Block Island mm-hmm. uh, that day that 
wasn't even stormy, and I uh, and I was you, violently sick. You, you never would have made it. Oh God, no! The sea was angry that day. Oh yeah, friends. like an old man sending back soup in a deli. The remnants of Henri move back through Western Mass today with more downpours and a few storms. Henri will bring downpours back into Western Mass later this morning and in the afternoon. There may be a few severe storms uh, as well. Flooding is the biggest concern, but a a small tornado can't be ruled out either. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who uh, to believe. Who am I believing here? Because yesterday was supposed to be uh, the fire and brimstone day, uh, and now today is supposed to be the fire and brimstone Well, it's still the same storm, so... It, it could be uh, it could be both days. But what about the fire and the brimstone? I don't think there was any ever any forecast of fire or brimstone. Well, that's I what, think that's your fake news. I thought so. Kelly Reardon said yeah. fire and brimstone. Yeah, I don't. I think that's fake news. That's like uh, the Fox people telling uh, people to use uh, livestock medication. Well, uh, we have the same symptoms. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I really was preparing myself for a twenty-one day blackout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought of uh, you know getting 21 days worth of food, 21 days worth of toilet paper, 21 days worth of gasoline. Yeah, you know the uh, can't prepare yourself enough. The two gas stations I saw run out of gas over the weekend. One in Hamden ran out of gas. Yeah, the one in uh, the, the the Cumberland Farms in uh, Westfield uh, near Seven Bs, right? And then the Cumberland Farms in uh, in South Hadley, uh, which is right on 116 there. Both out of gas. And it's like, you know, why do you need to fill your tank up? Do you, Does everybody need uh, to fill well, they're, your they're, tank? They're it's getting all... it for the, for the generators, yeah. too. Eh. Gen- generators suck up a lot of fuel, especially if you're going to be out for 21 days. You know, if you remember, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these places, these gas stations, if, uh, if you lose power, mm-hmm. they lose power. So there's no way to get gas. And so... You want to get as much gas now and uh, deny everybody else a chance to get their gas. It's like the guy with the Mustang who drove to Florida, to California in 25 hours with a whole trunk full of gas. Well, but the same people who are, you know, going online and going, this is nothing. This ain't going to be nothing. Uh, no big storm. Then why are you at the gas station filling your tank up? Well, they're not the same people. Yes, they are. And, and, then, and-, and then they're trying to make people... Not go to the gas station so that they can get there and get their gas. It's also possible that guy in the Mustang may have been collecting all that gasoline over a period of time and not just around uh, you know a major storm. Whereas in your local uh, gas stations, people are swarming uh, these uh, these places, long lines, aggravated people. They can't get their gas. They run out, and then what do you do? Go after the guy with the Mustang, assuming he's near you. An investigation is underway in Hadley after a shooting incident Sunday night. According to police, dispatch received several calls about possible shots fired inside the town's Walmart shortly after 10 p.m. Police say a witness was able to provide a description of the suspect's vehicle, and nearby officers were able to quickly locate and detain the driver and the passenger. While officers were detaining the suspects, another vehicle, which contained uh, two gunshot victims, drove into the scene and stopped. Hey, uh, I think uh, I think you're looking for us. No, but wait, wait a minute. You're talking about the victims or the suspects? The victims. Yeah. While, yeah. They, while they were detaining the suspects, yeah. the two gunshot victims hey, drove to the scene. Listen, we thought about uh, driving to the hospital because, you know, we've both been shot. But, but it's th- so but th- far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we thought, yeah, let's go back to the Walmart. 
Well, they got everything you need. They got yeah. bandages, band-aids, uh, needles you have to sew yourself up. Officers on scene turned to caring for the victims, and mutual aid was requested from Amherst Police, State Police, and UMass Police. Route 9 was closed between East Street and Mill Valley Road for nearly two hours. Following an investigation at both scenes, police found two handguns as well as suspected heroin and cocaine. The incident uh, is being investigated by multiple law enforcement agencies. Uh, but hey, uh, this uh, the, I don't think we can make it to Cooley Dick. Yeah, yeah. It's only like six miles away. Look at this. But, Route 9 is backed up. Yeah, Route 9 is horrible. Well, yeah, I don't know, at 10, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, but yeah. still, you know, evacuations and all that. There's nothing they're going to give me a Cooley Dickinson <laughs> I can't find in aisle five of Walmart. See, what happened was we went to go to the Cooley Dickinson Hospital, but we couldn't negotiate that new rotary that they put in. When did they put that in there at the end of the ramp? I'm like driving around and around and around and around circles. I've lost a lot there. of blood. I can't judge that kind of thing. <laughs> We went on the highway, we went the other way, we, we never made it to Cooley Dick. Oopsie. <laughs> An investigation is underway after a weekend stabbing in Holyoke, which are much better than the day, the weekday uh, oh, yeah, yeah, day, yeah. weekdays. Yeah. Holyoke police said that around uh, 3.45 a.m. Saturday, staff from Holyoke Medical Center called police to report a stabbing victim had been brought to the facility by friends. The victim, see, they know where they're going. Yeah, the guy yeah they're not the, bringing them to Walmart. The uh, victim had <laughs> reportedly <laughs> been at, uh, watch out for falling prices yeah. and gunshot and wounds. Blood, yeah. And blood pressures. The uh, victim had reportedly been at Sam's Food Store on High Street. According to witnesses, the victim went into the store, and while inside, an unknown man approached the victim's car, which had passengers inside. Police explained that several other people joined the unknown male, and when the victim left the store, a verbal altercation ensued which then led to a physical altercation. The victim was surrounded by the group and was stabbed. The victim was then able to get into the vehicle and was taken to the hospital with two stab wounds in the back. The injuries were non-life-threatening. Anyone with any extra information is asked to call the Holyoke police. Uh, Wasn't it Mike <clears throat> Reno and Loverboy that sang Everyone's Stabbing for the Weekend? No, that was Working for the Weekend. Are you sure? Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So that wasn't the working title working. before the... You know, uh, the record companies got involved. Been, but then, yeah, but then the record companies said, we got to change this. Uh, two people are dead uh, following a crash on I-91 Southbound in Holyoke that happened just before 6 p.m. yesterday. According to the Mass State Police, the crash involved two cars and was caused by a wrong-way driver. The driver of a Subaru registered in New York was heading north in the I-91 Southbound lane when it crashed into a vehicle registered uh, in Connecticut with two occupants. Both drivers were pronounced dead at the scene. The passenger in the vehicle registered to Connecticut is in critical condition. Crews used jaws of lights to extract one passenger who was taken to the emergency room with serious injuries. A section of the highway was closed between the soldier's home exit and the Mass Pike exit. I'm so fascinated. <clears throat> I don't think that's necessarily the right word, but one-way crash, I mean wrong-way crashes on, on the highway are just, I, I always, I, I want to know. As much as I can, it's like doing. It was the New York licensed car that was going in the wrong direction. Yes, and but they don't know where it got on or how long it'd been going uh, in the wrong direction. Uh, those are the kinds of things I just I I want to know. It's just you just you wonder how unless unless it's and nobody's saying anything unless it's weather related or you know and they really didn't go anywhere they just got onto the highway and boom they got hit um uh, unless it's you know substance abuse of some type intoxication you just 
I just find myself needing to know how that happens. It is very strange, uh, and it used to be rare, mm-hmm. but now it's not so rare anymore. This is yeah. probably the, yeah. the fourth one this year yeah. uh, on I-91 alone. Especially when you consider how far they get. Like some of these wrong way situations, they're going for a mile yeah. or two, you know, a couple of miles before it ends. Well, I mean, you're talking, first of all, you said from the soldier's home exit to the Mass Pike. Yeah. That's, I believe, 16 to 14, although I don't know what the numbers are now with the mileage th- thing. But I think you're about but, right. Yeah. But it's it's 15. The, one, the, the Hoyoke Mall exit is in between those two. So they're closing the highway for three exits. Um, I don't know if that's the distance that the vehicle went. Or where it came on. I mean, you know, when they recreate an accident, they have to recreate it from its start point to, especially a wrong way driver, you've got to get to the start point and then the end point, uh, the the point of impact. And uh, that's probably the distance that this car drove. Yeah, it's... um I, I wish they had a little bit more detail I know. as to what was going on. I know. Uh, Cats love to jump up on tables to be the center of attention or see what you're eating. So a company in Japan solved that problem by putting them inside the table. A furniture company in Japan called uh, Dino's is selling a table with a hole in the middle so your cat can stick its head up and see what's going on. There's a little platform underneath that they can sit on as well so their head just sticks out and they can't reach their paws to swat stuff. They can only observe. So it's just a hole. So a little glory hole on the dining room table? <laughs> Basically, yes. yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, look, there's a pussy cat in that glory hole. It comes yeah. with a circle of wood yeah. that fits in the hole. Steve, how many times have I told you not to lie face down on the table? <laughs> so you can, you can plug it if you don't want your cat watching all yeah, the time. I bet you yeah. can plug it all right. You, you, seen, those, uh, you seen those videos on uh, Pornhub? Which ones? Uh, like a like a a young lady underneath the table mm-hmm. when a man lays on the tabletop. What the hell kind of videos are you watching? Huh? All yeah. kinds. What are you watching? <laughs> the best ones I've seen so far are the uh, the ones with the audible description of what's going on within the video. No, oh, I mean, I don't. I think I I think you showed me one of those. I did. Yeah. It was describing, and then. Uh, like Jack takes his man hammer out and yeah. decides to, you know, <laughs> starts describing yeah. what's going on. So blind people can get off too. Well, we all do. We I guess we all need our thing to, mm-hmm. to, to do. Uh, each table costs fifteen hundred dollars yeah. plus shipping. Eh, my, if I had a cat, mine wouldn't be worth fifteen hundred dollars. No, no. For a table with a hole in it just so it could watch me eat. Yeah, but again, you could get other uses out of that table from the videos I saw. Could you put like a like a garbage bucket underneath that hole? So like when you're done eating, you just put everything in the middle of the hole? Probably. I like Push that. Push it all into the hole. I like that idea a little bit better than putting a cat in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. And are you a patient person? I'm a patient. You ever been waiting at a red light and the person behind you honks a half a second after it turns green? Yeah, I have honked. You're the honker. Yeah, yeah. I'm the honker. Two thirds of Americans claim they're a patient person in general. That includes around one in four who said very patient. 
24% say they're very patient, 43% said somewhat patient, 22% said impatient, and 7% said very impatient. I am uh, I'm very impatient uh, if, I'm, if I can see that the driver is inattentive. If I can see that they're looking down probably at their phone or they're uh, looking toward a passenger that they're in conversation with mm-hmm. instead of looking at the light, I am more inclined then to be impatient. You know what you need? A mm. train horn in yeah. your car. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I would just like to have a tractor trailer horn. Yeah, that'd be good car. too. No, no, no. You got to go big or go home. Get the train horn. Yeah. yeah. yeah that wouldn't be a bad idea. Twice think- this weekend, someone right next to me, I, I was the first car at a light. And someone right next to me once was on the bike, once was in the car. Uh, the person next to me just decided they'd had enough with the red light, and they drove. Mm-hmm. They pulled out into into the intersection, and I almost followed them without even looking up at the light. Yeah, assuming you know it must have gone green. I'll just and then I realized no, it's not. It's still red. Oh, I, I've I've uh, almost done that many times with a car next to me. Yeah, I that's what the- I just said. I thought you said in front of you. No, no, no. The guy oh. next to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you're not paying attention. <laughs> you know, it's not that I wasn't paying attention. It's just that, you know, you get, it's some kind of a, like an almost an optical illusion, a, a brain fart kind of thing where mm. if the guy next to you moves, you think, okay, well, then we must all be moving. Now. Yeah. You think, well, this guy must clearly know what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. That can happen. I've, uh, I've run red lights like that, uh, like waiting in the morning, like if yeah. there's nobody on the road, right? It's like, you know you're waiting there for a couple of minutes. I'm like, this thing is never going to change. You look both ways, and then you go through the light. So many of these lights are being replaced with not just uh, LED type lights, but also with sensors on them now, mm-hmm. so that it knows when a vehicle is approaching for like off hours, and uh, and and the light will change. Um, but there's, you know, there's still some that aren't. For some reason, I still find Laurel and Converse and Converse and Route Five lights going through their normal cycle, even though there's no traffic. In which well, case, I will well, run the lights. Now, I'm, I've, I've always been kind of surprised by why there's just not a flashing yellow in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean yeah. flashing just, yellow for Route Five, flashing red for uh, Converse. Right. No, they don't have that kind of technology yet. No, yeah, they do, actually. They do. In yeah. a lot of places, they do. Not that Springfield can afford that Springfield's no. traffic well, there's a lot more streets. No, the, the ones in Longmeadow, they they have those two weeks when Converse was closed uh-huh. near Laurel, that light was on flash. Ah. Uh. Yeah, but now it's back to normal cycling. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to see a little bit of sunshine today, then rain moves back in throughout the area as the remnants of uh, Henri uh, coat the area again with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 87. It is 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. And it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hurry to- Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 756 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Yeah, I mentioned uh, earlier uh, a couple of reschedules. Yeah. Uh, the the show for tomorrow uh, for King Crimson mm. at Look Park at the Pines Theater. 
has been moved to tomorrow at Springfield Symphony Hall. Uh, and, uh, you know, we gave away tickets to that and everything else. But also, yesterday's Bacon and Brews, which was supposed to happen at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, yep. that was postponed until November 14th. So all previous tickets purchased will be valid for the rescheduled event. So we uh, we look forward to seeing you on November 14th at the Log Cabin, noon to 3. And, of course, we'll talk it up uh, as we get closer. But uh, that had to be canceled as well, just out of an, an abundance of caution. So yeah. probably not a bad choice. It's getting old, man. It is getting old. This has been a horrible rainy summer, which unfortunately is obviously on the heels of an almost non-existent summer last year because of the pandemic. And and now you've got just one thing after another, band performances, live shows, uh, all kinds of things being canceled and rescheduled or just playing canceled uh, because it just doesn't stop raining, man. It just doesn't stop raining. Yeah. We have had, I forget the numbers, we're way, way over the normal uh, rainfall for the summer. And uh, it's just, it's well, nobody wants depressing. So, nobody wants soggy bacon either. That's that's the other thing. I mean, bacon would have been fine and crisp. Your feet might have been a little bit soggy trying to get up that hill if you couldn't, if you couldn't make it through what might have been uh, uh, Lake Log yeah. Cabin in the parking lot. Yeah, but you know, I mean, one of the one of the great things about the Log Cabin is the spectacular view. Yeah. And yeah. if you're stuck indoors and you can only uh, take in that view from the windows, it's mm. just, it doesn't have the same, I don't know, it just doesn't have uh, you know quite the same uh, excitement. Uh, I'm just I, so tired of uh, the, the Court Square concerts have been canceled, the bike nights have been canceled, the... MGM concerts, not all of them, but certainly more than enough, and not all of them are reschedulable. I mean, if they if they set a, a, a schedule at the beginning of summer or late spring and say, you know, this is how many weeks it's going to run and these are the bands that are booked, you can't, you don't just shift the bands to the next week. They, they can't, they don't work like that. No, no, you have to kind of work uh, around their schedule yeah. and it may not be salvageable at that right. point. Yeah. Uh, they got schedules too. It's it it's just it's tiring. Yeah, well, the good news is summer's practically over. So That's not the good news. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? The good news is the pandemic is No, that's not practically over now anymore no, either. No, it isn't. Got a lot of things going on all at once. I actually want to talk more about that uh, next hour. It's seven. I'm not a scientist. You know, I'm not an immunologist. I, I couldn't tell you exactly why this happens or, or, uh, or the science behind it. My understanding is, though, is that the reason why you see all these variants is because, you know, a virus is an ever-changing organism, and when it all of a sudden takes a hold of somebody who has not been vaccinated, you increase the chance of a new variant mutating into something worse. Yeah, especially when more of those somebodies keep getting it. Exactly. The more people it gets, the more likely it is to change. Now, and I understand how people feel like, you know, the, the mandates may, you know, infringe upon your freedoms. I can understand why some people may feel that way. But the truth of the matter is you can't, you can't uh, enroll your kids in school unless they have certain vaccinations. As a child, you were given certain vaccinations for horrific diseases that have been largely eradicated and the 
in the uh, in in the uh, the modern world as a result of vaccinations. And some people fought those back then. Of but course they did. Not on this scale. Of course they did, because a lot of people, and myself included, I'm I, I'm I am not a a a scientific expert, but. Uh, you know, it is it is hard for some people to reconcile the idea that you know science is 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 somehow working against you for like you know population control. It's hard, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really wrap your hands around that, and especially since we're not getting uh, you know beyond this. And as long as there are new variants, yeah, we are all exposed, including those of us who have been vaccinated new variants means new problems I just, in, in ways which the vaccinations were not necessarily designed to handle some of these uh these new variants which means if we were all vaccinated we might have a better shot of controlling this i just you know they showed again uh, earlier this morning on the news some woman uh addressing a school committee meeting somewhere in the country i don't remember where it was and she's, you know, and, and the thing is on uh, cable access TV. So they're showing uh, they're showing the video from cable access where she's she's holding a black light and she's screaming at these people that, you know, uh, I forget what she was saying, but there's something along the lines of, you know, the vaccine will make you change. However, it is your body will change and you can prove it with this black light and then you won't be human anymore. And just. Some nutty ass people out there, let alone the three morons on Fox, uh, Ingram, Ingram uh, Hannity, and Tucker Carlson now telling people to take this uh, cattle medication, bovine medication, that'll supposedly prevent you or cure you uh, with COVID. You know, <laughs> and then yes, last week we actually talked about this idea that, um, you know, doctors triage all the time uh when when major accidents occur when a large scale things occur that require lots and lots of people to be taken to the hospital at the same time triaging is something that doctors and healthcare professionals have to do they have to decide who can they save who can they not who's in worse shape who needs to go into surgery immediately and i'm going to tell you there have been conversations among doctors about whether or not they want to treat people who end up getting COVID that were against the vaccine. And, and, you know, it may sound unethical, but it happens. Yeah, I I, I know it happens. And, and, and the, and the problem with this is, is now we've, you know, we were so divided uh, before all this happens uh, before all this uh, you know began that it's a shame that we've now, politicized healthcare to the degree that we're now politicizing healthcare and science and uh, immunology and everything else. I mean, I, I understand that there are people who are angry about this. I understand that people don't like the idea of mandates because they feel as though it infringes upon their constitutional rights. But then what is the option? If you, if you, if you don't get the vaccine, what is the option? And, and I to, to, and, to stand there as as an open target, and because I, that's basically what you've you've created if you if you don't at least take some of these precautions. And I understand also that there are people, and I mentioned this last week as well. I understand there are people out there who have not gotten the vaccine because 
either they can't afford to take the time off from work, they're worried about side effects, they you know, they're in a, a financial situation that doesn't allow them to, they can't get to a place, that's different. But when you have people that you know were anti-vaxxers and telling other people not to take the vaccine and then they get COVID, if a doctor doesn't rush to their room, I don't have a problem. I, I just, you know, you, well, you, I, you, you made your own bed and now you're going to probably die in it. Well, see, I do have a problem with that because I still think that in, in spite of your politics or your belief system, you know, life is still important. And as a doctor, you are still obligated to try to save lives save lives, not necessarily judge a life based on, you know, its political points of view. If That's- one of your children was in the next bed over with the vaccine and still got coronavirus and another person was brought in that was against the vaccine, you're not gonna. You're not gonna want the doctor to make sure that your child's not taken yeah, care of first. But that's not what you're saying. You're you're making a decision based upon politics, right? That doesn't have any application to whether my kid is sick. If my kid is sick, no. of course I want them to get the best health care. But you know what? I'm not so arrogant to believe that the guy sitting uh, in the bed next to my child isn't also uh, entitled to health care too, regardless of how they feel. Yeah, I don't know. It's 822 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like. Or with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. So uh, they just said on uh, the Today Show that this storm is, uh, I don't know how they did this or why they did it this way. It's 90 miles west of Hartford. Um, 90 miles west of Hartford is about Poughkeepsie, New York. So why they didn't just say it's over Poughkeepsie, New York, as opposed to 90 miles west of Hartford, but it's moving at one mile an hour. So Hmm. in about an hour and a half, it's probably going to be raining here. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's parked. This damn thing is basically parked over New England running counterclockwise and moving to the east, right? And they say it'll be off the coast, the east coast of Massachusetts by tomorrow morning. So, in a, in a hurricane situation, you know, when the when the eye of the storm uh, goes over you, all right. So it's 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 the calm of the storm before the second part hits you. But in a tropical storm, it's not as organized. Yeah, the eye is not as defined. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it's you look outside, bright and sunny, absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. You're thinking, yeah. huh? piece of cake we got through this thing without uh, much of a problem you know what it's Henri is just one more french guy that gives up the moment he hits dry land mm-hmm. and that's it but i gotta tell you um i went outside and i uh, moved my trash barrel into the garage felt like i had done all i needed to do yeah to prepare for this storm and i and i thank god that i didn't you know you know panic and get like 21 days of supplies. Mm-hmm. You're hoping, you know, you're in, anticipating a, a blackout, which never happened. I told you I got a bees, hornets, <clears throat> carpenter bees in my uh, in the side of my house. And I went up there over the weekend, or a friend of mine did actually, uh, a friend who's by the way allergic to bees, and uh, he sprayed uh, he sprayed them, uh, but they are still alive. So I went up there yesterday, and then I took the ladder down because of the impending storm, but I left the two cans of wasp spray on the roof of the sun uh, sunroom. Never even blew off. The wow. cans never even blew off. Those must have been some cans. Oh, they were. 
We uh, we lost power yesterday for 4.3 seconds, mm. and it came right back. And it's like before we were done uh, shouting out a couple of expletives because we lost power, it was back on already. Well, I was like, man, that Hamden power grid really is powerful and self-sustaining. Well, that, the Hamden Electric Company is uh, pretty, pretty on top of oh, things. I'll tell you what, you get what you pay for in that yeah. town. No question about it. Day 27 of Rock 102. One of the best purchases I've made in my life. 30 with Max and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. should mention that that's not at Look Park. No, it has been uh, moved to Springfield Symphony Hall. So uh, if you look, if you got the King Crimson tickets, they will still apply at Symphony Hall tonight. So you can, uh, Actually, uh, tomorrow, night, tomorrow in, night in Springfield. So you can hear the song about cat food apparently yeah they've got listen uh they've got a lot of music cat food was is one of them but they've got a lot of other great songs too and who's the zappa band it is members of the frank zappa band <clears throat> of his family or just people who played with him? i don't know if uh dweezil is still a part of that uh group but they they're all musicians that at one point had played with frank zappa and frank mm-hmm. zappa never uh hired slouches that's for damn sure who sang about cat food? That would have been King Crimson. No, I mean he never hired slouches who sang about cat food. No, no, he never hired slouches to play with his band. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the worst of tropical depression, Henri. I don't. Why is it spelled Henry? I don't understand. Yeah, what you I said on Friday. Yeah. I think they've had a Henry. This is an Henri. The is same. It? The same reason that uh, Richard <clears throat> is Richard. You wouldn't say. Uh, Henri Winkler, would you? You wouldn't sing, I'm Henri the Eighth, I am. Honoree the Eighth, I am, I am. I have just given myself an earworm <laughs> for the next five days. That's, That's your right. own fault. I know. That's your own I fault. <laughs> anyway, the storm made land uh, over Rhode Island at around midday yesterday, immediately began to weaken, leaving uh, most of this area to deal with just some heavy rain and maybe a little windy conditions. There were reports of downed trees. In uh, some areas throughout Western Mass and some isolated power outages, more rain is expected today before the system heads eastward. Uh, two people were killed in a two-car accident on I-91 in Holyoke uh, Sunday. So police say the driver of a Subaru registered in New York was heading north in the southbound lane when the car collided with a car from Connecticut, which had two people inside. Both drivers were killed. The passenger in the second car suffered serious injuries. The cause of the accident is under investigation. But again, another wrong way driving <sighs> death in Western Massachusetts. I would say this is the sixth one that we've heard of so far. Again, I just you know, like I said, my interest in details of these is just and and, and trying to you know, you, for some reason, I also try to imagine myself uh, being in the right direction car and just you know imagining how much or how little time you have to react you know whether or not this wrong way driver is in the travel lane the high speed travel lane because they think they're in the slower lane not realizing they're going in the wrong direction and by the time you see them you just you just don't have an opportunity to react that's one of the things that scares the crap out of me Mm -hmm. that that would happen to me as i was driving the right way yep that somebody would be coming the wrong way yeah yeah i i just it's it's interesting, like I said, to find out where where did this car get on the highway and how long did it go and what was the condition? Was it, was the driver impaired? Was the weather a problem? <coughs> Signage? Uh, 
I've uh, I've been in situations uh, in the past where you like turn onto a highway entrance ramp, mm-hmm. and even though you're going the right way, mm-hmm. those signs that say wrong way are for the other lane it that are next it, to it. It can yeah. confuse you, you know, and it can be very very confusing. I f- I freaked out once, like whoa, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, and then you realize, oh no, that's for that side mm-hmm. because the the divider was so thin. Uh, yeah, for those things, and the the sign was right there. It made it look like it was for the other lane, but yikes! Two people were hospitalized with gunshot wounds, and two others in police custody after a reported shooting incident on Route Nine in Hadley. Hadley Police Lieutenant Michael Cook said in a uh, release that responded to nine one one calls at about ten p.m. Sunday, reporting shots being fired inside the Walmart in the Hadley Shopping Plaza at the intersection of South Maple Street and Route Nine. The cop's name is Cook. K U C. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. not like kook, like, oh, he's a crazy kook. Right, not but like he's a, not cook, like C-O-O-K. Not yeah. like a kook LaFran and Ollie either, right? If he were in L.A. It could be cuck, Kukla. too. It could be cuck. Isn't that somebody who likes to watch? Yeah, his wife get the... <laughs> right. Yes, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that about no, him. No, I'm no, no, you're just saying. No, you're just, yeah. you're just uh, wondering. Pronunciations. I think kook was the better pronunciation yes, for definitely. that. definitely. Uh, that responded anyway. Uh, act, acting on a description of a suspect vehicle, had the officers located and detained the driver and a passenger. As officers were talking the pair into uh, taking the pair into custody, a second car stopped seeking help for two people suffering gunshot wounds. What was the, the odds? Gu- hey, we were just looking for you guys. Wait a minute, are you the guy? This is the. Get out of here. Officers provided first aid to the wounded victims until they could be transported from the scene with the aid of Amherst uh, again. Units. Again, UMass and State. Yeah, we turned turned around. (laughs) We asked some guy on a traffic island, hey, where's the hospital? He's like, I don't know. I just got dropped off here by a bus. (laughs) So we saw the flashing lights, and we decided to come back because we thought maybe you could help us. I'm actually from Middletown, Connecticut. I don't know where I am. Anyway, Kung uh, said the two handguns uh, were located uh, in the uh, suspect's car with a quantity of what is believed to be heroin and cocaine. The incident remains under investigation by multiple law enforcement agencies. That's just a, it's a surprising place for a shooting to happen. You usually don't hear about shootings at a Hadley. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Route 9 is a very heavily traveled State highway. A lot of, lot of stores and uh, hubbub over there. I mean, it appeared as though, from what I saw on TV, um, they were in the, um, I forget which, uh, Walmart. The Walmart parking lot. The Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where they That's where they seem to be. So I'm guessing that's either, that's either where they found the suspects or that's where the shooting was. Uh, It looks like Northampton voters will get to decide this fall whether to establish a city-owned broadband Internet service. The Northampton City Council has given uh, initial approval for a ballot question to see if the city favors establishing a municipal light plant, which would provide the regulatory structure for a city-owned Internet provider. Greenfield has uh, such a system in place known known as G-SIT. Oh, you want to get the G the the G spot in Northampton? Yeah, good is luck that finding that. Is that the G spot, or or is that Jesus? No, it's G spot, yeah. uh, which allows uh, residents uh, less expensive broadband options than what is currently available on the open market. Final approval on the ballot question is expected at the next council meeting. Yeah, good luck finding it though. 
Yeah, where, uh, where's this G spot up in Northampton? We don't know. <laughs> Nobody's been able to find it. We've been looking for years. Is it next to that carpet place over there? I'm no, wondering if it even exists. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Chickabee's got it now. I don't think I'm going to get it, but um, it is interesting that a lot of municipalities are going in for their own cable systems. Now, why are you not going to get it? I was told not to if I'm going to keep cable TV. Because I, I'm still going to be basically paying either way. Yeah. Uh, th- yes. Because you, even if you took away your internet service from your cable provider, right? The the price of the television jacks up, right? Uh, to what it is, you know, most c- cable companies offer packages mm-hmm. if you get the phone, the internet, and the cable. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have a phone, but I still have that package, right? Because yeah. it was cheaper. And the thing is, I mean, I've at some certain points have gotten just internet service, and it's expensive mm. to to do it without bundling everything up. Well, they, when, they totally jack up the price. When Hamden decides to get its municipal uh, cable system <laughs> okay. up and running, yeah, now you're now you're talking uh, yeah. crazy talk. It'll I, never happen. I'm trying to think now. I know. Uh, like we don't have it in Huntington. We have to mm-hmm. use uh, like Comcast or Verizon. Right. But I think in Russell they have their own. Really? So, yeah, it's a hamster uh-huh. on a wheel, <laughs> yeah. and the hamster yeah. uh, gets information from other hamsters on the hamster network. Oh wow, that's uh, that's that <laughs> well, works they, very they well. They communicate telepathically, mm-hmm. and then they pass. Sure. The, like if you Google something, and uh, you're like, "Well, tell me more about." Uh, about the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And then the hamster is like, all right, I, I got to do some extra work. So it's a little bit slower than most. Right. Yeah. Right. But you'll eventually get all the information. Yeah, but it's like, it's like the, uh, the camper in Vermont. You know, I, I, I called the local uh, cable provider in that area saying, you know, I'd like to you know, sign up for, for Internet. And the answer I got was no. <laughs> they can't do it. Oh, it's boy. like, how the hell do you not? How, how in 2021... Is there an area of this country that cannot get internet? Uh, that's How is unfortunately, that even possible? This, that's what they're talking about all the time. The last mile. There's a lot of rural areas in this country that yeah, still don't have internet. I know. But there are some people on that street that do. That's what I don't understand. So there's something something not quite right working on, that, on over there. You mean on that dirt road? Actually, it is part of a dirt road. Of course it is. A uh, pandemic was not in the cards when MGM Springfield opened a great fanfare on August 24th of 2018, but officials at the resort casino approached uh, at approach its third anniversary tomorrow with optimism, saying that they are undeterred in their mission to be a game changer in the city and the region. The coronavirus shut the doors of MGM Springfield and the two other casinos in Massachusetts in March of 2020. When they reopened four months later, it was under strict virus-related restrictions, including reduced capacity. Each has seen depressed revenue since then. MGM and city officials, however, are now pointing to what they see as signs of economic recovery, ranging from a $3.5 million jump in gambling revenues from June to July to a growing list of performances and activities on tap at the casino and surrounding facilities. Yeah, I was surprised by that uh, that jump from June to July. Um, although, on the other hand, considering all of the rain that we had in July, I suppose I shouldn't be. People would have been looking to do things indoors. Yeah, so. if you're uh, if you're trying to keep yourself busy, looking for something to do, mm-hmm. that is the uh, the way to do it. But indoors. again, you would think with the uh, pandemic, even being in a much better place 
in June, uh, June or July than we are now mm. that people would not necessarily want to go inside to crowded places. Yeah, but the real problem gambler probably doesn't distinguish so much. Well, but the real problem gambler is not the majority of the people in a casino. You got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Know when to get vaccinated. And, and know when to run. <laughs> Isn't that uh, how that song goes? And, then, how and then get the runs. That's right. A uh, 52-year-old Colorado woman with back problems faces $1,592.72 in uh, toll charges uh, because the president of the Colorado Fraternal Order of Police, who has also headed the narcotics unit of the Longmont Police Department, used a stolen license plate that comes back as registered to her. The state has barred the woman, Deborah Romero, from renewing the registration for her car, which expired in May, until she pays off the unpaid toll she didn't accrue. She said she was left with no car to drive and has had to rely on her two children to drive her to appointments with a doctor as she considers undergoing her third back surgery. I'm sorry. Who's using what plate from where? Uh, E-470 toll charges because the president of the Colorado Fraternal Order of Police, who also headed the narcotics unit of the police department, used a stolen license plate that comes back registered to her. The police used the stolen license plate. Yeah. When contacted by the uh, local paper, Longmont City Manager Harold Dominguez and uh, Deputy Police Chief Jeff Sater promised to fix the situation, which they said was an oversight by the city. The the part about the cop using the stolen license plate? Yeah. Dominguez said the matter was referred to the city's risk management division for resolution months ago, but he uh, said a search found no reimbursement from the city for the toll charges. Uh, We can't find that payment was made, and we want to resolve that situation as fast as we can. I'm not following. This is very confusing. Um, I mean, I don't imagine. Internal I, records show that acting police sergeant uh, who headed the uh, narcotics unit took the unclaimed recovered license plate from the police department's property and evidence room and began using the plate on an unmarked take-home police car. Okay, so he didn't want the plate to come back that the police owned the car. Right. So instead of getting a plate registered somewhere else, he just took a stolen one out of evidence. Yeah, what could yeah. this? What harm could this possibly do? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've I have gone through I don't know how many tolls uh, with my bike in uh, this past summer, where I when did I take? I took the transponder off. Yeah, I took it off when I was having it repaired, uh, and I never put it back on. And it's a and it's a toll by plate system. I have not. Well, wait a minute. If I guess if you have a fast pass account, mm-hmm. they don't send you a letter in the mail. No. They just take it from your account. Right. So if you if you went into your into your account and yeah. looked at the charges, you probably find that it's there. But yeah. more importantly, because there's no different charge by plate than there is by transponder, I don't need to put the transponder on the bike. Well, you know, I've also heard <clears throat> I've heard this a couple of times that when you know, when people have checked to see if their card or their account has been charged. It oftentimes takes an enormously long period of time yeah. for those charges to be applied. That, that, so doesn't, I, supply, that doesn't surprise. It doesn't. Me. Su- it doesn't surprise me either. But you know, if you're trying to you know keep track of where things are at, and most people don't need to or even want to, mm. uh, they find the charges aren't there, and they go, "Hey, what's uh, what's the deal with this?" So I mean, yeah. you may you may not find them at least not right away. I have been having uh, a little issue with the Easy Pass people. 
What? At the, well, you know, they don't... I opted for all electronic correspondence, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, signed up with my credit card and and a debit card as backup uh, in case, you know, one expires or something, you still have the other one to cover the funds, to mm-hmm. replenish the funds. <clears throat> so I'm, uh, I'm driving uh, back from Virginia, and I get to that uh, Chesapeake Bay bridge tunnel thing oh, where, yeah, they right have, where they have... Uh, a guy in the booth as well as the easy pass thing and uh the gate's not lifting up and he's like he says it's it's it says invalid i'm like what do you mean invalid in- so, invalid no invalid so uh i had to pay the money it was 18 bucks to cross that bridge right so i paid the money and i'm thinking why is this not working well i go to the easy pass account and uh, it's been a while since I've logged into that, right. so I cannot remember the password. Mm-hmm. So I click the forget password thing. Forgot password. Forgot password. Right. And uh, no, it's forget password. <laughs> you click you, here. If you want to forget your password, then, yeah. you can click here and you forget it. I knew uh, it a minute ago. Yeah, it was the Ron Popeil set it and forget it password yeah, right. button. Anyway, uh, so I click that. It wants the... Not only the transponder number, which I have, because I have the transponder, but I don't have the account number. Oh, because boy. the account number is sent to me via email only to be viewed when you log into the website. Oh, for crying so out loud. If I don't the know, very website you need the account number for. Yeah, so now I'm going to have to go, because if it was invalid at that bridge of all the other tolls that I went through well, through New Jersey and all that stuff. It was invalid at all it them. It was invalid at all them too. Yeah. So now I'm going to get all these bills in the mail uh, for going through the damn thing. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a sloppy it's a sloppy system. No, but I could easily get into my tax return easier than yep. than getting into my uh, mass easy pass transponder account. Yeah. By the way, I'm told it is common practice uh, for cops and narcotics detectives to uh, take plates like that and attach them to their vehicles. So they just they just grab one wherever they can. That uh, shouldn't be. Well, shouldn't you know? It shouldn't be that Steve's account is invalid. No, but uh, I'm not taking somebody else's transponder out well, of their car and saying should. this isn't working. Maybe you should. I don't think that's ethical. That's please really not the way you're supposed to do it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today could see some uh, some heavy rain showers this afternoon as uh, remnants of Henri uh, cover the area later on today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 88. It's 76 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Might be a little cloudy this week, but the sun is always shining. It's 7Bs out in Westfield at the corners of Route 10 and 202. Now at their expanded outdoor dining area, you can enjoy 7Bs delicious food specials cooked up fresh by Chef Jeff in the kitchen each and every day. And you can pair it with one of their 70 different beers on tap or in the bottle, or a handcrafted delicious cocktail made by the friendliest staff in the Pioneer Valley.